Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This episode of This Is Us Too is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. And believe it or not, while you're listening to this right now, MinuteWithMary.com is shipping to you free because we're all home, right? And we all want things shipped to us. We don't want to be going out into places and getting our things. So if you want to take good care of your skin, if you just want to do some self-love while you're meditating, while you're you know, going for walks, and let's be real, we're eating all the snacks right now. But so while you're snacks. doing that, let's take care of your skin or let's throw on a fun lippy so when you're looking at your face while you're washing your hands a million times a day, you're like, dang, girl, that red lip looks good. Snap, snap. Right? <laughs> Listen, I've got the hookup for you, especially for my best-selling mascara. It's my 40 Epic Mascara. You can find out more, especially with the discount at minutewithmary.com slash discount. My wife got pregnant again. And to my great surprise, I found myself singing that very same song to that very same belly. And then 25 years later, I danced with my daughter to that song at her wedding. That song made us happy, it made us sad, made us happy again. The whole human experience just wrapped up in that one song. Hospitals kind of like that, you know. These bizarre buildings where people experience some of their greatest joys and some of the most awful tragedies. All under one roof. I think the trick is not trying to keep the joys and the tragedies apart. But you kinda gotta let them cozy up to one another, you know. Let them coexist. I told me. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and man... Still crying. <laughs> Still crying. And if I had Charmin to spare, I would be using that Charmin to wipe up my tears after that. So episode. much Charmin, but we don't have any Charmin to spare. Literally hashtag all the feels. Oh, all man. of the feels were captured in last night's season finale of This Is Us, and we're here to talk about it. And man, am I excited! Yes, I'm quite excited too. This is this is quite the episode. It's the episode that I feel like all of us needed. Just to be able to cry. I feel like everyone right now, we're of course dealing with the pandemic, the global pandemic, and everyone's feeling a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings that you don't necessarily want to have come out. And it's nice when you can cry over a TV show. Right. And it's nice when you can kind of get that out um, and have that release. 
um, and not necessarily have the negative impacts if your feelings were stuff that you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yep. It's a little bit of therapy. So thank you, This Is Us so, you know, and, We and, needed that. And in the spirit of This Is Us and in the spirit of the therapy that we all need, uh, I want to do this exercise again. I want to do it again for the podcast listener, for everybody that's watching live on Facebook right now and anybody that's watching later on on YouTube. Let's just do the, ex- let's do the lost exercise, okay? Life is weird right now. And life is hard and it's tough and it, it, we're all struggling to find some kind of normalcy. So let's let it in. Let the weird in for five seconds. Okay. Just let it in. And if you're listening to Mary and Blake and you know this process, we're going to do what Jack Shepard says in loss. We're going to let it all in for five seconds and then we're going to let it go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so as a community. Here we go. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. Now, just get it out. Get out the heebie-jeebies. Get out the anger. Get out the frustration. Get out all the weird. The weird. You, you let it in for five seconds. Here we are, and we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna do a good podcast episode. We're gonna talk about this is us. We're probably gonna cry. We're probably gonna have some fun, and uh, we're gonna get to it. So, um, so that's that. Mary, today is your story. What do you got? My story. Yep. Well, first and foremost, uh, last week's episode of Randall laying it down, doing like kind of like an ultimatum with his mom. And I was saying to people like, Ugh, I'm a lot like Randall. I need to let you all know that I pretty much Randalled my dad this week. Oh yes, she did. Um, of course with the pandemic going on, my dad is in that over 60 crowd, you know, the, the vulnerable crowd. And, um, he was telling me how, you know, he's, he's being careful and he's probably listening to this podcast right now. Um, saying, Hey, <laughs> stop. Um, don't tell stories about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was Sorry. our favorite at Christmas. And he was like, you know, your family listens to your podcast. I was like, yeah, this is awkward. Um, so you're just gonna have to get over it. <laughs> so, um, we're on the phone and, you know, he's saying, you know, I'm going to do these senior citizen hours, you know, shopping and all this stuff. And I could feel the anxiety in me building up and I'm saying, but there's dad, there's Instacart and, and me and Blake can go shopping for you. There's, there's tons of other options that are much safer and you should not be going. And all the scientific officials are saying this. And I was like, oh my, in my head, I'm saying, Mary, don't be Randall. Don't be Randall. <laughs> yeah. And because I, I, I was here for this conversation. It was like a FaceTime conversation and Blake's literally sitting right next to me grabbing my thigh saying, yep. calm down, Mary. I could see it bubbling. I could <gasps> see it bubbling. <gasps> oh, man. And I, you know, I, I, or, and I said, dad, you need to not do this. And he said, well, I'm nervous about you guys. I'm nervous if Blake goes food shopping. And I said, Blake will get sick. You will die and the worst thing is is that i won't even be able to say goodbye to you because they don't let anybody come in the hospital and i won't even be able to bury you <laughs> i'll never see my dad again if you go food shopping oh my god and i lost it oh my god and i was like Raw! and i left the house <laughs> in the middle of a freak snowstorm i just left I didn't say goodbye to Blake. I just left. I took the key car, the car keys, and I left. And I went up to the northern part of the state, which, mind you, I live in Rhode Island, so that was twenty minutes away, <laughs> because the snow was greater there. And I just parked in a deserted college campus because nobody's there. Once again, thank you, pandemic. And I just sat there watching the snowfall, catching my breath. And when I came back to Rhode, to where we live, and it wasn't snowing here, I was still mad, and I thought, "Oh my god, I just Randalled." So then I went running because that sometimes works for Randall. 
and it wasn't working. And then, like, people were running away from me on the path because no one wants to be near a weird, crazy girl right now. And I just kept thinking, pretend Jack Pearson is next to you, like, cheering you on. Some girl that's just sobbing as she's running. Yes. So just know. Not great, Bob. Just know, friends, that I did exactly what I told you I would do. Just this week, it has nothing to do with this episode because I I didn't do that. Uh, That's but, fine, you know. It, but it I was last week's Randall uh, Randall in real life, and uh, yeah, it happens. Well, before we get into the rest of this episode and Mary Randall's all of us, <laughs> wanted to remind you that you just go to maryandblake.com and check out all the podcasts that we got uh, there, uh, including Outlander Cast and Arise Up, the Hamilton Podcast and the Crown Podcast, and we got so we got so many things. It's it's all happening all at once, including some blog series that we're doing as well. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us uh, w- during the break of This Is Us, uh, hopefully it won't be get, get get delayed because of the virus that shall not be named. Um, you can just look us up on social media, just Mary and Blake, whatever we are. We are we're on YouTube, we're on. Uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, all the things that we uh, are capable of being on, we are on it. So if you want to email us, you can email us too, maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. We're ready. We're, we're there to have some fun. We're there to chat some This Is Us and other podcasts that we got going on as well. So, all right, Marvin, you ready to get into this show? Yes, all right, let's, I am. Let's do it. of the story my dad now uses instacart and did not go grocery shopping <laughs> just thought i'd drop that in there he'd be very proud yes <laughs> mr earl if you're listening i apologize for my bride <laughs> i apologize for her you got randled it's okay it happens you got randled yeah yeah you did yeah. you did you got randled my stepmom said in a nicer way that it's my love language I think that was her being very diplomatic. She did a very nice job. She did. Okay, she did. so episode details, break it down for me. All right, me. so this one's called Strangers Part 2. <sighs> and I and I, I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. I swear on everything holy, this is us, rights for me and you, Mary. Like I, I, I swear they do. Whether it was the E.T. references or uh, the, uh, what was it? The, the uh, <laughs> Or it, they had some other references too in there. Free Willy. Free Willy, you know. Uh, they had some Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Um, I swear they write for us because, man, they, they're doing another great bookend here. And uh, the bookend, as you guys know, if you're a big, a big fan of Mary and Blake, you know that we love bookends here at Mary and Blake Media. Blake loves bookends. I don't always notice them. Um, and because obviously season four started with the episode Strangers Part One. I didn't even know the episode title of the show. <laughs> and, it, and it ends with Strangers Part Two. Look and, at that. And, uh, it, and, and um, this, this whole season actually has kind of revisited a lot of um, things that have happened in previous seasons and, and recontextualized them. And, and Strangers Part Two is, is no different there. Uh, it brings up a lot of different things that are happening throughout the whole m- mythology of this is us and 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 re and recontextualizes them and and actually um gives us new ground to to go forward on so ending it in this manner uh for this season was very appropriate i feel like and 
I'm in on it. Uh, so the uh, let's see, the director was Ken Olin, who has directed 40 Kabillion. I think that's the exact number, 40 Kabillion episodes of This Is Us. And the writer was Dan Fogelman. Dan Fogelman, you should know that name. It's because he's the creator and the executive producer and uh, the showrunner kind of, of This Is Us. He's written actually 14 episodes of This Is Us, including uh, Strangers Part 1, Vietnam, Nine Bucks, Super Bowl Sunday, A Manny Splendored Thing, A Father's Advice, Moonshadow, Memphis, The Big Day, The Pool, Kyle, The Big Three, and the pilot of This Is Us. Mm-hmm. So, clearly and obviously since he is the showrunner he gets a lot of the major episodes that have been written uh within the canon of this is us and it makes sense and you can tell that fogelman wrote this um it has that style it has that kind of bordering syrupy sweet look feel to it but also at the same time crushingly awful (laughs) feeling at the same time too yeah um yeah so you can tell that fogelman wrote this one okay in, in my opinion uh lemonade ratings Marvin. what do you got 4.8 a really solid episode but not my favorite okay um do you want to you want to amplify that okay. i'll amplify in the rest of this podcast episode i'm actually gonna go higher on you i'm going four nine okay um that like never happens no it never really does um and you know it's not a f- completely fair lemonade rating from me okay because i think on the whole the episode's probably a five but I'm giving it a four nine because of where it is and some of the things that have happened during the season that you just kind of get left in the lurch on. Um, and we'll talk about that later, but like it's, it's entitled strangers part two. Yeah. But where were the other strangers that we began in the first, in the, like the first episode of season four? Agreed. Uh, what happened there? They Agreed. were massive parts of the story. A lot of times we had to invest in them and then where'd they go? Hashtag, who were they? they? <laughs> All right, so what's your GBG, Marvin? You're good, you're bad, and you're great. My good is my goodness. OBs and midwives and anyone who's part of your pregnancy and birthing experience, they make such an impact on you. I know that for Blake and myself, um, the doctor who I worked with very closely during both of my pregnancies, she, we used to say, she's like our smartest best friend. Oh, absolutely. She would come out uh, of like nowhere with just these amazing phrases and granted nothing that comes to mind right now like lemonades. Uh, but still, it it was so impactful. And when you are working with someone during that aspect of life, which, you know, is a very special time, um, they can make a big impact on you. So I just want to like give a whole like heads up to all the OBs and all the midwives and all the people and the nurses who work with pregnant people. You are miracle makers, and you help a lot of people who are hormonally <laughs> yeah, distressed, just sensitive, if you will. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I just loved seeing another uh, another person of that that profession. Yes. My bad. Okay, two things. First off, Re- Rebecca and Jack finally say the babies finally fall asleep on their first birthday. Mm-hmm. All three of them finally fell asleep. And then Jack's like, "Do you want to go for a ride?" <laughs> What? How about say, hey, after their nap, do you want to go for a ride? No, God, please, no, no, no. Whoever wrote that line no! was not a parent. 
or at least not apparent recently. <laughs> Come on, Fogelman, get a, get with it. Because... You should know better than that. Oh my God. When Jack said that, I was I wanted Rebecca to literally say, are you kidding? Like what? And there they go. And the kids are all happy. And I'm like, yeah, you know what's not going to be great? The witching hour. Yeah. Because those babies just got 10 to 15 minutes of a nap and they're going to be crazy. Yep. But my, my real bad is like what you said. Hashtag who are they? Okay. So uh, a whole bunch of people that we met in the first episode of this season where we were like, why are we investing in these people we don't know? We have not seen them on this entire back half of the season. Yeah, very little. Very, very little. And then we meet a whole bunch of new strangers. <laughs> and I didn't like the strangers, just like I didn't like the strangers in the first episode. Sure. And I'm sitting there saying, this is the finale. Why do you keep introducing me to new people? It's it's like... <laughs> It's like when you're just in a new breakup and your mom or like a woman at church is trying to set you up with someone they know and you're like, I don't want to be anybody new right now. Like, (laughs) Just let me cry about Randall and Kevin in peace. Leave me alone. And my great is that Beth is my Patronus. Oh, look at you. You're a wizard, Harry. I can't say my spirit animal because let's be real. Randall's my spirit animal. Oh, yes. Not in this episode, but I'm pretty much Randall. But Beth is who I want to be when I grow up. I love her timing. I love how she avoids drama. Oh, yeah. Like, avoids it, acknowledges it, but avoids it. And, and she'll so get in well. on it. She'll get in on it when she needs to, but yes. she will absolutely avoid it when, yes. when she wants. When she's telling Rebecca, hey, let's get the kids, get out of here. And Rebecca's like, no, no, I got to do it. No, no, we are going. Yes. <laughs> well done, Beth. Yes, Beth. Well done. I like that. Beth is your Patronus. Yep. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. That you you nailed it, kiddo. You got it. You're welcome. Uh, all right, for me, the good. Um, you know, I don't usually do this for goods, but I have to do this for the editing. And Julia, if you're listening, Julia Grove, you're my good, and you, my friend, are getting this. Julia, you make me want to shout. Ooh. Seriously, I cannot stress to, to you, my bride. She's probably at home right now in some leggings, eating some of her snack food, which maybe it's pub cheese, just like me. Maybe just chilling out, having some triscuits <laughs> and pub cheese. Maybe Pretzel she'll hear fins. that. Maybe she'll hear that from someone saying, You were Blake Larson in Cranston, Rhode Island, Providence area. His great. In his, his basement. Good. Oh, his good. Not I'm his the good. good. The good. Um, but I gave you an outstanding. And I gave you an outstanding because I, I cannot stress to you, again, my wife, and I cannot stress to you, the the listener and the watcher on Facebook Live and YouTube right now, how difficult putting this episode together must have been. The amount of story, the amount of different timelines, the amount of different shots, all the different coloring. Like, oh my, I, I, it would be, it's, it's freaking Planet Zippy. I, I don't even know how she does it. I don't know how she did it. It, it was It's freaking banana land. The, the very fact that she was able to make this uh, not only a coherent story, but one that was well, like, well put together, well paced, and have it really flow and you get the emotionality of what they really need. 
Julia Grove, you just knocked it out of the pack, especially especially um, the beginning montages of all the different birthday parties all at once. Oh my gosh! Yes, the stuff with Rebecca, the cakes, the cakes, and how she's how Rebecca's looking, and 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 making this all make sense. Oh my, oh my goodness! Like I, you, you just you nailed it. All right, but the bad, uh, and and Mary, this one kind of goes along with with you. Um, where are Cassidy and Malik? Where is, where's Gregory? Hashtag who are they? Who the heck is Gregory? That's the neighbor. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, We've spent a lot of time with these characters. I'm sure he's walking around somewhere. Picking avocados. Why wasn't he at the party? Where was he? Picking avocados? Come on, man. Seriously, he should have an avocado basket for his birthday. He should have that avocado already cut up, ready for little Jack-Jack to eat. Some little guac. Just a numb on that bad boy. Where is Gregory? Gregory should have showed up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's got other things to do, apparently. Maybe he was going to come late, like Madison, who came, what, three hours late? Right. What the heck, Madison? (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm just... (sighs) When you start the season off with all these people, and <laughs> forgot who Gregory was, <laughs> they're nothing more than a footnote, and Mary forgets who Gregory is. Well, especially because they were like, "Oh my god, these people are so important," and you're like, "Really? Right? Really? Right?" Um, mm. You know, and and then you kind of mentioned too, like introducing all these new characters. Now they're, they're like, they're like tangential characters. Like they they're. You know, we're we're getting you know Jack Jack's adopted sister. Okay, we're getting the doctor. That's Madison's OB, who I imagine will have a larger role in season five. And he said the word lemon, and I was very confused. Yeah, yeah, we got some hot takes on that. I think, um, you know, and and we got all these things, and you're adding all these people, and you're like, at least Miguel was there. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just, it's only natural for the show to. You know, as life gets longer and 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 bigger, mm-hmm. it, you're going to expand. The tree is yes. going to expand. Yes. So I get it, but we spent a lot of time with all these other people, and now you're just like they're footnotes, and I that's hard for me to accept. You know, like Cassidy. Cassidy's a big deal. I don't care what anybody says. She's a big deal. Not anymore. But apparently, she still is because she shows up at the end in this little teeny tiny. Way because they showed all these ladies that like who does Kevin end up with? Is it Mama Mia but backwards? Are they all pregnant at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but the uh, the great for me first of all, anytime that Gerald McCraney shows up and plays Doctor K, he is going oh. to be my great. I don't. He could have two words. Yes, and he is going to be my great. Agreed. And, and it's funny because I went back um, and rewatched Deadwood, and then I watched the Deadwood movie. Now, what you don't know, Mary, because she hasn't watched it no. with me, is that Gerald McCraney actually plays the big bad. Okay, he's the big bad guy, and he is not a good guy in that show. I bet he's excellent at being bad. But he's and he's great at being bad. Like he's legitimately awesome. Like Tobias Menzies level good in Outlander, being bad. Um. And then seeing him against that in the Dr. K role. Okay. Oh, man. It, it's just, it's whiplash, but it's like whiplash in the best way. Awesome. Uh, but the real great for me is the, obviously, the argument between Kevin and Randall. You love a good argument. I, and and the tension that was there, but really specifically Ken Olin's directing. That 
the way the camera moved around them and the whole argument, as soon as Kevin closes the front door, that entire argument is done in one cut. There's not, there's not multiple cuts. They didn't change. They didn't edit scenes. Did, that was one single cut. I did not even notice that. How do you notice these things? It's because I'm a dork. That's how wow. I notice these things. Um, because of that, it, it not only was the acting great and the writing even better, but the direction makes it real. It makes it like you are there in that argument with them. There's, there's no splitting back and forth. The camera just moves, it glides around them, and it was so good that you didn't even notice it. That's how you know you've done an excellent job. This is the kind of yeah. stuff that you're looking for when you're watching This Is Us. This is the stuff that you need. Love. This is the stuff that makes it an exceptional television show. Love. So that is my great. Are you ready for the big three feedback? Sure am. Let's do it. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Kicking things off, Megan Elizabeth Drake says it's a 4.7 lemonades for her. I really enjoyed it and think the theme of taking the joys and sorrows together was beautiful. But, and especially in contrast to the focused power of the last few episodes, it felt scattered and distracting because of the new characters. Hmm. Megan's good was Toby and Kate were sweet and wonderful in the way that we first fell in love with them. Their honest conversation in the NICU was marriage at its finest and loved the humor and joy of the van conversations. I'm very excited about their adoption story and as an only child, I'm so happy Jack will have a sister. Her bad was too many characters that were distracting and I'm not sure we should expect we'll have relevance in the future. And I'm also just have to say that I think Randall's comments and spitefulness were just too much as well. I don't mind strong things being said in the heat of the fight and the heat of the moment but I felt like it was a huge undermining of Randall's character we know he has issues but he has got he's just gotten less and less likable to where they don't feel like they're just issues anymore but rather a very selfish and even unkind person yes we call that a character arc ladies and gents (laughs) and her, her great was Mandy Moore Wow, wow, wow. With each episode, I am more and more impressed by her acting. But oh my goodness, this was amazing to feel the conflict of her sadness at the loss of her baby and the conflict as she tried to convince her family St. Louis was her idea, but was 1000% believable and relatable. She has embodied embodied joy with the sorrow, this show, uh, this whole show. And I think she'll be the glue that pulls her family back together. I want more and more of her story as the big three mom. And I think we are going to see her and Madison grow very close which will be beautiful. That will be interesting. Nice hot take. Nice hot take. I like that. All right. The next one comes from Ellen Hanwright. She says, uh, five plus lemonades. This is a special one for for Ellen. She says, the good, the fight between Kevin and Randall. I know it felt awkward to watch, but I'm actually glad it finally got all aired out in the open. I was getting tired of all the pent up emotions between the two of them. It was like ripping a bandaid off. The good too. Second good. Beth in her mm-hmm, that yes. Mary is famous for that, but her famous thing is interesting. Mm, mm, yes. Interesting. Or interesting. that's a choice. I use that one a lot. That's a choice. That's a Blake. choice. <laughs> so I know when I get the that's a choice, I know I'm doing something <laughs> very stupid. <laughs> um, but this that uh, that sound made uh, Ellen laugh so hard. We've all been in that situation where someone does something questionable and you have no words to say to them other than mm, in that high pitched tone. Uh, the great was Dr. K, another one of his marvelous speeches. It sounds like a children's book. I love a good Dr. K speech, and this one was no 
exception. Agreed. And, and of course, in five plus fashion, she follows the rules. She does the good, the great, and the best. Yay, Ellen. Her best is all the future scenes and the questions they leave me asking. Jack-Jack mm-hmm. has an adopted sister. Didn't see that coming at all. Also love that Jack-Jack called his daughter Hope. I'm so glad Kevin gets to fulfill his wish of being a dad. Yes. And to twins, yes. nonetheless. So many awesome twists. Bring on season five. What's the next one, Mary? Man, the Pearson men have super sperm. <laughs> right? Yes, they do. Holy smokes. Uh, let's see. Eco Blank- Blankson Walker says, oh, this was five lemonades for sure. The good was seeing Rebecca and Jack cope with the loss of Kyle. He has not mentioned much, so it was really great to have them see Dr. K again for that fatherly advice. Beth was pretty good, too. Now, her bad was watching Kevin and Randall duke it out on the lawn. I thought someone was going to throw a physical punch, but they didn't need to do with all the little roll punches that they kept throwing. Randall's words to Kevin ended up directing him to my other good, that he committed to marriage. Madison and the twins, but sadly, I think we are being set up for a grand love story with Madison that does not pan out for the distant future because it will all be an act coming from Kevin's big heartedness and a great and actual horse giving us a great piece of advice plus i knew kate and toby would have two kids a boy and a girl they basically told us as much with the time capsule when kate's mash game had her married in a mansion with two kids (laughs) and i also knew that another pregnancy would be too risky so adoption would be perfect option for the rich storyline for kate and toby seeing her all grown up with baby jack becoming a father was the perfect icing on a cake of touching finale. Yes, I would agree. I would absolutely. Oh, by the way, I forgot to do this. I, I forgot to give you this. It's absolutely a horse. Agreed. Abso-freaking-lutely a horse. Man, I forgot to do that. Sorry, ladies and gents. Um, so, you know, something was brought up here. And Mary, I can't wait to get your take, which is, Randall, is he a likable character right now? Is he someone that you can actually root for? I mean, this whole back half of this season really has been focused on Randall and how he's been manipulated and how he is manipulating events and people around him because of all the stuff that has happened primarily because of his anxiety. Do you think Randall is a likable character? Yes. Why do you think that he, I mean, this, this is I'm not saying that's a nuclear take, but that that's that's a hot magma lava spewing out of a volcano take. I think Randall deserves grace. I think Randall deserves people rewatching the previous seasons during the off season. This is a adopted black man who lived in a white family who he never knew about his biological birth dad who was still alive until he was 36 years old only to find out that his mom lied to him this entire time Mm -hmm. and he lost his dad in a heartbreaking fire this is a man who's had a lot of issues who has not probably seen a therapist been able to deal with them in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and is very high functioning is a very intelligent high functioning individual who for a long time most of us have liked Now, a lot of us hopefully have fantastic lives and we stay a very steady course of being true to who we are and being pretty much a consistent person. But I hope that there's a lot of you listening right now who say, you know what? I went through this time in my life that I'm not proud of. 
Sure. I went through this time in my life where it was actually a dark part where I was battling something and I either turned myself off from society or mm-hmm. I made really unhealthy emotional or physical or, um, you know, substance issues or I did some damaging things to people. You know, maybe, maybe you went on a dating spree and you like dated a whole bunch of people and were totally rude and terrible to them. Maybe you uh, took up a really bad hobby. Maybe you used to be racist and you aren't anymore, but that was still part of your past. Mm -hmm. People change and people evolve. And my hope is that Randall can evolve, that this is a peak of his anxiety, that this is him finally digesting some things. Um, And it's terrible that it's coming out this way. Sure, But I have hope that there is still good in Randall. Mm-hmm. I really do. If you can love Snape, <laughs> you need to have hope. For You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> yes, you need. If you can love Snape, you can love Randall. Um, we see Kevin. He just needs to do something selfless he, next season. I, if not, he's no Snape. I've got a feeling he will. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. He's gonna. Re- I hope he redeems himself. I'm, I'm sure that he will. And part of that, and and part of that feeling, and part of that feeling is. F- seeing Kevin put his hand on his brother's shoulder in the flash forward. What upsets me about that, about that a little bit is because we go from that like heart wrenching, like knife to the knife to the throat conversation uh, between Kevin and Randall. And we're, we're living in that and it was directed and written and acted. so like, well, it was, it was one of the most incisive and, dramatic things this is us has ever done it it was similar to the argument between uh between jack and rebecca back in season one of moonshadow if you recall that uh that that argument where she's like that's ridiculous remember that one where they're just screaming at each other this is the one what what were they fighting about about uh about her about her career and she was gonna go remember she was gonna go with the ex-boyfriend with the band and jack finds out and and she has to drive him home because he got drunk and they got and you know the whole thing uh that was that was rough to watch but this one this one was especially i mean direct and just plain awful because you know the the one with, with jack and rebecca was was tough but this one was specifically angry at, at and things were said that you just it's it'd be hard to come back from had and, this and, fight happen in earlier seasons when we were not on the kevin train when kevin was an alcoholic uh, time out Kev- i was always on the kevin train Sorry. okay but when the majority of people were <laughs> yes. not on the kevin train when kevin was making bad choices when kevin was being a selfish jerk yep. had this same fight happened then which it could have happened then Obviously, these guys have had these little, you know, little trolls, little demons on their shoulders whispering this in their ear for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we probably would be all here shaking our finger at at Kevin. Sure. Um, because in that time, we were seeing the negatives of Kevin. Kevin was being in a bad place. So my hope, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Randall is a likable character? Um, as of this moment, I no, I don't. Um, I get annoyed with him because I know that he's wrong. No, and I, I agree. And I, and I he's get definitely it. wrong. I get what he's going through. I like I I sympathize and I empathize because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've I've done things that I'm not proud of. I've said things that I'm not proud of. 
And I, there are times in my life where I, I just couldn't get anything right. And I wanted things my way. I did them and I hurt people. I mean, I don't want to be Randall's best friend right now. No, not at all. But I'm saying I'm, I'm keeping hope so for him. Is he likable? Yes, because I know he's the kind of character that can redeem himself. That's why he's likable. And I also like And he's got Beth on his side. Because fights with your family are the worst. Because the arguments that you have, the things that you have held on to, you have literally held on to your entire life. Right. You can bring those people up the highest they've ever been. You can help those people in their greatest times of sorrow better than anyone else can, but you can also hurt them, you can rip them. better than anyone else. Absolutely. And when Kevin looks at him and says, you know, hand to God, the day they brought you home was the worst day of my life. And, you know, that on top of... That on top of you did nothing to save dad because I would have walked through literal fire to get him and you just let it happen. Like, (laughs) but then on top of that, Randall throwing in that dad died ashamed of you. Right. Yeah. And and they're both, and they're both taking their insecurities and just taking the knife and just jabbing it. Like, I just want them to go to like a paint night. And like, listen to some music and paint their emotions. Yeah, just, just, it, Kevin's would, I think Randall's would just be a big dark room, you know, just, just the color black, you know, just bum, 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 bum you know, just sadness, just sadness. Um, but my question to you and kind of how I got into this was, do, do you think that they undercut some of that ugliness and they undercut some of the drama by once having that argument and then within a couple of scenes, having the flash forward and Kevin touching his brother's shoulder, being like, it's okay, man. I think we needed that hope. You think so? I think for it being a season finale, if we were left with this fight, with this big of a dig, because to me, that is a sibling fight. Mm-hmm. Now, you have not had that kind of a throwdown. No, not that kind of a throwdown. I mean, I've had throwdowns, but not like that. That's that's extreme. That's that's something. That's, I've had some pretty serious fights with my brother. Yeah, not that extreme, but pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that one of the greatest blessings is that like my brother and I can make up, and I think that that is hopefully what a lot of siblings can do. Is that you know you grow up having little fights here or there, you know over Legos or over someone coming in your room when you don't want it, and then it becomes bigger fights and even bigger fights. Yeah. And hopefully, because this is the person who's known you your entire life, who can be there for you as you age. Hopefully, you will have time to mend that. I know my, my mom, for example, like went through terrible stuff with her with her brother sure and now they're in touch like multiple times a week Mm -hmm. Uh, very different people but i think that that is a very true thing of siblings that you can go through some really tough stuff but especially when it comes to the fact that we're all mortal Mm -hmm. and we're all gonna die and that you know words hurt but hopefully you can recover from those wounds um can make a big difference so the writing in this scene uh, is spectacular. That is, we don't, I mean, everything is funneled down. I mean, it begins with Kevin walking out of the house to say, okay, we're going to do this right now. All right, let's be honest. Let's do it. This has, this not only has it been building throughout all of the seasons because we've had the ebbs and flows with Kevin and Randall, like up and down, you know, left and right. I mean, they've been great. They've been bad. They've helped each other. They've not helped each other, but 
you can like you can see the plan here. I think a lot of people got frustrated with this as us, maybe even in the back half too, even though I've really enjoyed the back half. Um, you can see the the specific plan here and how they they brought in specific things throughout the season, but really the back half to lead to this one moment. I mean, the plan is very evident. I mean, between the conflict of Randall and how slow burning it was in seasons past, but really this season, um, it, and how it related to Rebecca, the, the what if scenario, the what if episode, um, what if Jack lived, how that plays with Randall's emotions, <gasps> how that plays with Kevin's emotions, That's a lot, and how that conflict rises in his, his own decision to move forward with Madison and becoming a loving father who will be the love of his life. Kevin spent that whole episode with Sophie thinking she's the love of my life. And it's not, it's going to be his two kids that are the love of his life. Oh, I love it. Right. Um, having him be all in each of these episodes and how each decision is interwoven between these two characters, along with Rebecca, how each certain thing leads to this argument, and then how they each play on each other's own decisions in their own insecurities and their own realizations they've made over these past episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it is Kevin thinking that um, he could have done better than Randall. Randall, you're not as great as you think you are. You're a mess and... Randall talking about Kevin's acting and how all stale performances, he isn't worth anything. All of these things have led to this one moment. And that, that is just, it's writing that you, um, it's a, it's a privilege to watch. Agreed. It's a, it, 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 there's a plan, you know, there's, there's something that you can look at it and say, Oh, Okay. And it takes this culminating moment to say, this is what we're doing. And like, you know, if you're listening to Outlander cast, you know that I've been frustrated uh, with the episodic feel of Outlander this year um, because I feel like there's no plan. I feel like they're just doing things to do them. We had a big conversation about moments versus scenes. And there were, there have been moments in This Is Us and the, the Kevin and Randall moment that argument is a moment absolutely it's one i'll never forget but it was a scene mm -hmm. that is a scene that anything could have happened between these two characters anything and the worst case scenario actually did fracking happen yeah so th th that there's the big difference right there that's when you know you've got incredible 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 writing is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to randall and kevin you think we got it all out do you think um, do you so think you Kevin, need some more? Kevin's going to be a dad. Oh, the, about Randall and Kevin? Yeah, I, I'm done with them. I'm done with them. What do you mean? Oh, I'm done talking about it. I'm emotionally <sighs> tuckered. I, I got it. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the Madison thing real quick. Yep. Uh, because I think you called it. I think you did. And I'm going to play this for you. Bam! Just like that. A winner! Because I think you deserve it. Because you're the one that said Madison was the one that was going to be the pregnant lady. Thank you. I, I think thematically, it's a little bit of a, a downer for me. I was hoping it was Cassidy. I would have liked that a little bit more. Hey, Cassidy could also be pregnant. 
Once again, my Mamma Mia but backwards theme still may be true. Aside true. from Sophie not being pregnant with Kevin's baby. I think the other thing that kind of works with this is that Kevin has spent so long thinking of his parents' um, big, beautiful, love-lasting relationship. The one that is one for the, one for the books, one mm-hmm. for the fairy tales. And we have all wanted him to have that kind of love that sweeping relationship we had that fake out with the girl that was already the married the coffee shop girl yeah sucks we wanted him to have the coffee shop girl we we th- not literally but that kind of thing and i think back to and night Shyamalan in what in that episode when he says this is the ending that they want they just don't know they don't know it and the ending, we want Kevin to have that love. We want Kevin to have that relationship. Listen, Kevin can take Madison to her Hawaiian vacation, like I always said she deserves. Yeah, but it's not even about Madison for me. <laughs> I know. It's about the fact that that love, that that storybook love is with his kids. Oh my gosh. And right? So it's the ending that we want, but we just didn't know yes. we wanted it. Yes. And I, I give them credit. I, I really do give them credit. Do you think do you think Madison is the one that he's actually married to? Because in the flash forward we see that he's wearing a red a wedding ring. Yes. And in the what, six months from now, he says my fiance is pregnant. Yes, I would agree. So I would agree. On that uh, as much as it pains me to say that I think he's as long that is who he marries because of course they show Cassidy and they show Sophie at the end and it leads you to think like okay he's going to be there for the children but is he going to romantically end up with Madison is he going to romantically end up with Sophie or Cassidy why the heck are we showing pictures of these people hashtag who are they um, <laughs> but if six months from now Kevin has gotten another broad pregnant <laughs> That's going to be problematic. And proposed to her while Madison's giving birth to his twins. It'd be a little weird, right? Mm -hmm. So he has to become engaged and end up with Madison. Otherwise, he'd be a real jerk. Like, if Cassidy's also pregnant and he's like, I'm really sorry, Madison, but I'm going to marry Cassidy. Or, I'm sorry, Madison, that you're pregnant with my twins. I'm actually going to go marry Sophie. He has to marry Madison. I don't know. He has to propose to her. I, I think he might. Um, his his fiance is pregnant. If Kevin impregnated and he now has three babies, big three of his own, congratulations. The only thing that makes it work is if Madison says, "I don't want to be with you." Yeah, because but, he never he never specifically says, "Okay, let's get married, let's get no, engaged." He I says, agree. "I'm going to be all in. I'm going to give you all the money. I'm going to give you everything that you need. I'm all in." He doesn't say, "Let's get married." And I wonder if Madison says, "Nope." I can't. I can't be with you. But I don't whoever know he you. marries, whoever he proposes to, whoever his fiance is, in six months from now is pregnant. Agreed. And that's going to be really weird. I if think he's I having think that, babies from two different women at the same time. I think the fiance that we're that we're talking about in that flash forward with the birthday is Madison. I absolutely think yes. that. But I don't know if he's going to be married to her in I the could, future. I'm totally on board with that. Okay. Um, but I will say that the banter that he and Madison had prior to their rumpy pumpy, mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed. I just found them being very real. And unlike the coffee shop girl who knew that Kevin was this big famous person, sure. Madison, of course, knows who he is. Madison, you know, doesn't have a supportive family. She doesn't have anyone really close. And here she could be now joining 
One of the best families, granted, now is not their prime moment. <laughs> They've had a better look recently. Pascaliers <laughs> haven't been so great. Yeah. Um, but she could be marrying into this family, which I think would be a really sweet gift for Madison. I think she's yes. always been a sweet friend. And I've always said, like, I, I wish that she had a little bit more friendship to blossom. Um, so... I don't know. I'm down. I think that she's the fiance in six months. I think if he's knocked up another woman within this time, I'm going to feel really awkward. <laughs> Speaking of relationships with Kevin, I have to talk about Nikki and Kevin. Their relationship is one of the Oh my great gosh, I thought there highlights. was another girl that I didn't know about. I thought you were talking about like a girl named Nicole. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. hashtag who are they? <laughs> uh, Uncle Nikki uh, and Kevin. Yes. Their relationship is one of the so highlights good. of This Is Us. And so when they're, good. And he's like... Those the sneakers. The sneakers. Make, he's just ranking on them the for the sneakers. <laughs> I don't know. You're advertising your nipple. <laughs> like... <laughs> I loved it. Um... Nikki, who's engaged, who's married. He, who is married. In the like last scene. Yep. When we see dying, like pretty much Lord of the Rings, the king in the the white castle with the white tree who's like dying because he's yeah. cast. <laughs> that version of Rebecca, Nikki has a ring on. Yes, that's right. So who does Nikki marry? You know, part of me wants to say that he's married to Rebecca. Because there's there's no Miggy hanging around. Becca Miggy ain't gets there. Around. I know. I don't think that's the case. I I don't think so. Mick is like, are you a guy that I know? Cool. Yeah, right. We awesome. can get married. Um. Another. No, some some circles have been saying that Nikki is married to Cassidy. Okay. I I don't think I'm on board with that. Hey, uh, I need to see them a little bit more together. Yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Um. But you know I. When Kevin says, "Hey, you know, uh, um, tomorrow is my my one year of s- sobriety, and I think it's great." Um, uh, says, the King it, of Theodon of Rohan. Yeah, th- yeah. thank you, thank Theoden. you, Theoden. Theoden. Thea- Sorry, hold on, <laughs> Theoden. Thank. No! I I haven't gotten my new glasses prescription because of everything that's going on. But thank you, Rachel. Uh, Facebook you, Live Rachel. is correcting us. It's uh, it's Rohan, not Condor. Thank you. Um, That's part of our uh, quarantine list is yes. to rewatch the Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, we will absolutely be doing that. Um, when Kevin says, "Oh, it's been my year, and it's tomorrow," he's like, "Good, then I'll, I'll say congratulations tomorrow." Like, <laughs> and then and then, uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, I, I've always, you know, I, I miss your 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 loving your loving sense of of, of uh, relationships <laughs> to Uncle Nicky, which is great." Um, but you know, also too. It, it brings me back to Randall because they have this great moment between them when Randall actually says to Kevin, hey, congratulations. You know, one year. That's it. Why doesn't Nikki come to the party? You know, that's a good question. Because he lives there, right? No. Or is he East Coast? He's East Coast. Never mind. Yeah, he's East Coast. Okay. Um, it, it, but it, again, the, the writing is just so spectacular and it's about arcs. It's about relationships. Good relationships. And that going from from Randall saying, hey, congratulations on the one year. That's a really big deal. Like, that's that's a really big deal for Kevin. And it Randall, th- there's no, like, hey, hey, everybody look. Uh, da, 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 da. It's like, no, Randall brings that up himself. Yes. And to go from that to dad died ashamed of you. Oh, oh. That's what I mean. Siblings can do that. They could be like, I appreciate you and your, like, most important moment. And this is such a big deal. And then I'm going to gut you like a 
fish because I know your Achilles heel. Right. And a- actually, uh, Entertainment Weekly, Weekly, Dan Sneerson, actually had an interview with Justin Hartley, and it was just recently published, and they talked about this. And the question was, well, uh, that finale was darker than expected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first thing that struck me was how neither Kevin nor Randall even raised their voice, yet it was by far their most devastating fight. What was your first reaction when you read the script and saw those words being Ooh, hurled? Nice. And Justin Hartley replied, I envisioned it like when you're wielding a knife on someone and you can either stab them like a, a violent stab, like yeah. a horror film, or you can just take the knife and slowly let it just go into the gut and turn it really slowly. You oh know what God. I mean? Oh my God. That's what they were doing to each other. It was slow and painful and awful. And what's worse, it's just rip the bandaid off or just take it off really, 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 really oh slowly. Oh my God. Like each of the little dots yeah. of the bandaid, you just, know, the dots. And just watch the person suffer. <gasps> I mean, it was bad. It was like, I'm going to say this. If I scream at you, then you might think that I'm just reacting to something and I'm overreacting. But if I say it and I'm calm, you know, you now, now you know that this is what I actually think. I mean, that's some terrible stuff they said to each other you know yes um i really like that it, I, I think of saving private ryan you know at the end when the guy they're fighting in the in the room and he takes the knife and he just shoves it slowly in the in the other guy's chest uh as he's begging him to not do that that's what was happening between the two of you them. remember so much more about things than i do in, uh, in shows and movies again it's because i'm a dork that, <laughs> like that's 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 what happens. i remember how they made me feel Yes, and that's good television. That is good movies. You remember how things make you feel. Good. And, 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 and that is a commandment of Mary and Blake Media. It doesn't matter if things are good or bad, but do they make you feel? Well, this gave me hashtag all the feels. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and, you know what What didn't get all the... Oh, you no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. What, what do you got? You know what didn't get all the feels that people wanted? The super special thing. Toby's super special thing that nobody gave any feels about on screen. <laughs> nobody cared. Nobody cared. I loved it. They were like, okay, we're going to go do this thing now. How well, yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, sure. was that? I did not see that coming. Of course, like Blake and I, both of our children were born at full term. So, um, and we didn't have any like NICU complications. And so it gave us another insight into an aspect of NICU families. I mm-hmm. didn't know that that was a thing, but it makes sense that you would go and put up your child's picture, you know, that this is a, a child who is now like blossoming in the world. And for them just to go and have that moment of reflection, I just thought was so tender and beautiful. Right. And then they're talking about adoption, which look at that arc and look at that circle of this is us, you yeah, know, absolutely. of course, Randall was adopted. This is a huge thing in their family. They're acknowledging that it would be very difficult for Kate to have another. There's been many mentions in pretend universes of Kate having two kids, whether it was in the the like Jack is alive scenario. She had two sure. kids or in MASH. She had two kids when yep. she was doing a little time capsule thing. Yep. Um, I will say in that episode, uh, in those moments where I think Dr. Kate was having some voiceover parts about like how you have to, you know, the good and the bad, how sure. you have this balance of it. Um, Blake and I were both nervous that Kate was going to be killed in this episode absolutely um and there's this shot of toby like carefully trying to buckle in jack jack which he was fumbling with and i'm like oh my god why are we zooming in on a car seat why are we zooming in on a buckle to acknowledge that jack jack is buckled in Mm -hmm. and i said to blake there's gonna be a car accident kate's gonna die right why are they zooming in on a belt buckle so that at least we'll be like okay the baby didn't die Mm -hmm. like and we know he doesn't we've seen jack jack grow up right 
And, you know, they stop their car and they say, okay, we've lost the hospital. Do we still want it? Yeah, I still want it. And both Blake and I were no joke holding our breath, ready for a car to come like side swipe Kate. Right. It was, we thought it was absolutely coming. Like we, we yeah, we thought it was coming. And then it didn't happen. We didn't. were like, oh. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. This is us. And I'm pretty sure that was before the fight. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, so because you're ready for this like very emotional. But I thing. wonder. I wonder if that was intentional. I wonder if because if it was intentional, that's really good directing. Because it, uh, it we're all nervous. We're all nervous. Kate's gonna die. Right. That's, She's it's, not. It's, in the it's future. something that they have in their back pocket. Yeah. They know it, so now they can start playing with you. Yeah. Like, they're going to make Kate do really dangerous things. Like they're going to be like, Kate's like, oh, I really want to take up tightrope wo- tight walking. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go like swim with killer sharks. And no, stop. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Kate needs to stay inside. She, <laughs> she needs, needs to take to her vitamins. She needs some social distancing. Yes, Kate needs some social distancing. <laughs> so that way we know that she's alive in the finale. Because all those, the big three need to be at the tree. When Kate, when Rebecca dies. Yep. And well, not when she dies later. Um, if it was intentional, that is really good directing. And if it was not intentional, then Blake I think and I meet, was, we're really good directors in our minds. I know. <laughs> it, it, then if it wasn't intentional, I think it was a really happy accident. Agreed. And, and I say that because when you can take someone's expectations and play with them and subvert them in the best way and in, in, in meaningful and unexpected ways, like, I know I've done this now a couple of times, but think of, do you remember in Game of Thrones, hashtag spoilers, and right before the Battle of the Bastards, um, uh, the uh, the bad guy, oh, what, um, Bolton, yeah. the, uh, the, the kid. Yeah. Let's, the dog kid. The yeah, dog the dog guy. kid. Let's let's the let's the brother run across the oh, battlefield. Oh my god! And he starts shooting the arrows. Yes, and he's like making it a little bit, like he's yeah, you know, yeah, and. You know, everything happens in, well, in, in in writing and in shows. Everything happens in threes. So you're expecting uh, on the third one, the third, like the third arrow, yeah. that he's going to get hit and he's going to die. Yeah. But they didn't do that. No. Miguel Sapochnik chose to make three arrows happen and all of them miss. And the music swells and you think that this kid's going to live. Yes. And then all of a sudden, as he's running to John... Boom, out of nowhere, a fourth arrow kid dies Deadly and it breaks one. your heart. And all of a sudden, your your expectations have been subverted. And that is what I mean by if this whole buckling thing was real, it's similar to that. Well, because also during that was the, the voiceover of the good and the bad. And we're like having these happy conversations about how Jack Jack is now thriving and how, um, you know, let's look toward the future, towards adopting. And yes. in, in our minds, we're like, okay, maybe Toby's going to go through with adopting even without Kate. Right, exactly. And this is going to happen and it's okay. And I'm preparing, I'm, I'm bracing for impact. And it didn't happen, but it came in a different way. Uh, JL Cray says Ramsey Bolton. Yes, Ramsey Bolton. Thank you very yes. much. That's who I was looking for. Um, so yeah, I I am all about this. And this episode and this season has gone back and what? Kate and Toby were not at their granddaughter's birth. Uh, no, they were not. No, now, they were maybe not. it was a very quick birth. Maybe they're on their way. It seemed like it was a quick thing. It seemed like they they were giving out the phone. Like they called the sister and it was like kind of like a. Oh, yeah. And she was there and the baby was already born. Right. So it could be that. It could be that. <sighs> <laughs> but it does go to show you, you 
they're setting up expectations for us as viewers. Like, have we heard Jack Jack even talk about his parents? Uh, yes, I think in past or present tense. I can't. I, I, if I, if I, if I had to put it on a on a level of yes to no, I'm ninety percent yes. And why is them. he not at Rebecca's deathbed? Well, because he's not old enough yet. Remember, th- this is like halfway in between. So I think Jack Jack would be about ten years old at this point. Oh, okay. Right. Still, why is he then not? Well, remember, Toby does say that Jack is on the way. He says, "Oh, they're on the way." I talked to Jack. They're on the way. Okay. So maybe he's talking about then the who's sister. Who's driving Jack? Oh yeah. Okay. But who's driving him? Right. I, I don't know how old the sister is. I don't. I. I feel like they're the same age, but I could be wrong. Uh, it could be anything. It really could be anything. And this. This is us. Has maybe Miguel's driving. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Miguel is driving. Could be. Maybe it's Cassidy. Maybe it's some other random person. Because yeah, you don't. You don't see the. You haven't seen the wife. You haven't seen Kevin's wife yet. In in the 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 Silver Fox. Maybe future. it's grown up Annie. It could be anybody. And Peggy. <laughs> Peggy. Oh, man. Tess had a fantastic outfit on in this episode. Oh, absolutely. When she breaks up Deja and hashtag who are they, Malik. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to miss you. I don't miss you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss you at all, Malik. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. All done. It's it's, it's I, the new bye, Ian. I do. Yes. <laughs> bye, I did, Malik. I did like how uh, they made sure to lock the house up nice and nice and safe. And the mm-hmm. beeping's going on. So we had that going on. Anything else we want to acknowledge? I'm glad that Mickey's in on the fact that St. Louis is happening. I am shocked that Miguel didn't pull Randall aside and say, Randall, next time you try to like talk to my wife about a major decision, yeah. you should pro like Miguel just kind of rolled with it, you know? And Miguel knows the truth. I think Miguel knows the truth. I bet you Rebecca came home and said, you will not believe what happened in New York. Randall tried to tell me to go to the St. Louis place. And then she has the phone call with Randall and then tells Miguel about it. And Ran- and Miguel's just sitting there as Rebecca's saying, Miguel and I have decided that this is what's best. What does Miguel really think? Or is Miguel sitting there saying, this family is effed. <laughs> What when, the hell? when is Christmas coming <laughs> so I can just sit in the yard for three hours and just put up my inflatables, put in my earbuds and listen to Christmas songs. <laughs> what? Can I just wear the hat for Thanksgiving? That's he, all I want. He was not there for the awkwardness. He was already in the car. He's yeah, like, get me out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Annie, let's go in the car. Um, I really like season four so far. Uh, well, I, I can't say so far. I really like season four, especially I know, like so the back far. Half. It's done. Um, I, and I like it. I, I I like it so much because it it's taken everything that's come before it, acknowledged it, repurposed it, um, played with our expectations about it. You know, Jack in the terrible towel, sitting there naked, yep. and 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 out comes Rebecca in, in a very bulky bathrobe that he says, and she was with the cupcake, and he's and she's like, if you think I'm gonna come over here after giving birth to multiple children naked. You've got another thing coming. Um, and then the kids start crying. And like, And we talk about Kyle. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Who we haven't heard about, haven't acknowledged, and how beautiful. God, since season like, one. Yes. And how beautiful that Rebecca was able to talk about that. Because that obviously is something that parents go through yes. all the time and you don't necessarily talk about. And Absolutely. for her to be able to say that and for Jack to say, I think about him all the time, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you can see why he, Kaya really isn't brought up in later seasons or in later in their life. Because they have the talk from Dr. K. Yes. It's okay. 
this, these things happen, the the good and the bad, and you just got to let them live together. Yes. You got to let them, you can't just shut it out. You can't just say no, but you can't, you can't also. I can't stop looking. We have a, we're in our studio right now and Blake has like a screen show of slides. And each time there's a picture of Jack in the towel. <laughs> It, it's bright yellow, and I just have to glance over. And uh, you know, Milo is you know he's he's a little easy on the eyes. I'm not going to lie. Yep, he's a little easy on the eyes. There you go. <laughs> Even on my eyes, he's a little easy on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they've gone back and they've revisited all these things that I really love. Uh, whether it was um, you know talking about the dojo, you know, and and what they did with Randall and why. Like they, they questioned why they didn't go back or if it was uh, Randall talking about uh, Rebecca and how that affects him uh, with William and even like in the swimming pool, like revisiting the swimming pool earlier in this season. Uh, all the characters that we've come to know, even revisiting the who were they characters in this episode mm-hmm. and how they've made an impact on our main Pearson life family special it is it really is special special. i i think you know this is us has the tendency to want to grow and it should but ultimately it always comes back to the big three Mm -hmm. and it always comes back to the nuclear pearson clan and i think um i think if the show has to continue and get on the footing that it needs to be it needs to really keep us involved in the the nuclear Pearsons. I think they are going to, except they keep adding in these people who I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Um yeah. At least okay, so the either. sister the sister makes sense because she's gonna be added into yes. Kate and Toby. Yep. Um we also were introduced to the doctor who for a long time you and I thought was Dr. K. Because he calls the horse a lemon. Yes, right. <laughs> That's true. We're like, who is this guy? Why is he so calm? Oh my God, he said the word lemon. He must be Dr. K. What if he's Dr. K's... Oh no, it couldn't be it. I was going to say, what if he? If he's the daughter's husband? I remember how he said Dr. K says, oh, uh, 25 years later, I danced with my daughter. Um, he's not the right age. He's not, that's what I was just going to say. He ain't the right age. He's like... Unless he's Dr. K's grandkid. He could be his grandkid. On the other side, on the other coast... Uh, They're in L.A. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not, that would I, be really weird. It would be if weird. his grandson delivers a Pearson. Yeah, that would be weird. I don't think that's the case. I was looking. I I, I saw the name uh, on the on the uh, the the doctor's coat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it out. I could. I, I know his name's George, but I couldn't make out the last name. On, but maybe on the coat. we're going to be spending a lot of time with him as Madison and Kevin go through this pregnancy. Yeah. And, and, and since they're revisiting a lot of these thematic things and revisiting what makes this so special, I wouldn't be surprised if Madison and Kevin have a similar relationship to this to George than what Jack and Rebecca have to Dr. K. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're probably going to get the same thing here. Okay. Between these. Between I agree. These. I agree. That's how at least it was leading us to feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll play a larger role in season five. And I just like that there was a horse um, for uh, this horse. Some episode. really cool Some really cool connections that I saw also. Yeah, it was cool that they had horses. I'm telling you, they write it for us. They write for us. I guarantee you that they do. Um, the He's whole so movie humble. of Pregnant Rebecca, it's actually from the big day, that episode. Oh, wow. And uh, the three-layer birth ca- birthday cake was actually introduced in uh, the episode Three Sentences. Wow. So just want to throw that out there. 
Continuity. Uh, show Bible. I know. Gotta, 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 gotta get on the show Bible. That's what the story editors are for. Um, any other questions, comments, concerns that you got about this? No, I'm feeling great. All right. Um, you ready for, because uh, we're at about an hour six right now. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Um, if we miss anything, write us. Talk to us. We're here. We're, we're here to have fun. Uh, and uh, chat with you about This Is Us uh, during the uh, during the break of This Is Us. Remember, there are two more seasons of This Is Us coming, which means 36 more episodes, potentially. 36 more times you get to listen to Blake and I talk about a TV show <laughs> that makes us cry. Yes, absolutely. So uh, 36 more potential hours of, of uh, This Is Us, depending on whether or not we get a shortened season next you know, season or season six. Here's the thing. Like, This Is Us is a great show that makes you feel connected and makes you feel normal for having emotions or for having some, like, screwed up times in your life or for fixing relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great show to recommend to people right now. If, if you know, you're sitting there and you're sitting on Facebook and you want to write something to cheer people up, you could say, listen, while we're all going through this, let's all leave a comment about what show we can just binge and kind of, sure. you know, enjoy recommend this is us and then if you want to you can recommend our companion podcast to it <laughs> but i think that it's a really great show that will help people feel connected um yeah i i agree i agree i think th- this this is one of those shows that can help people feel connected especially during this time yeah um especially during this time and just r- remember relationships and how important they are oh one last thing that the, the um the the this slideshow up here on our screen reminded you r- reminded me um, do you want to see more of Jack Jack and the wife? Nope. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Too many people, man. <laughs> wow. I am in. I believe their love. I think they're sweet. I think they're tender. There's too many Pearsons floating around right now and too many people I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you have any... I do like seeing him sing. I think that that's a really cool element that they continue to weave in. So. Yes, I would, I, would, I would agree with you on that one. Um, some lingering questions. Is okay. Madison the wife? What do you I, think? I think yes. Uh, to whom is Nikki married? What do you think? Don't know. Don't care. Right. Uh, <laughs> what is Cassidy's role going forward? Don't know, don't care as well. Really? I see, I, I care. care. I, I think she's got a big role to come. Let me tell you, for all the time that we had to invest in this broad, don't care at all. <laughs> they have some serious repairing to do if they want me to care about Cassidy whatsoever. When do Randall and Kevin make up and do they make up after this conversation? They make up when Kate dies. Oh, oh good one. You're good welcome. one. Bam. Just like that. Yep, yep. Um, so you think Chip Madison is is the wife? I do. If, I think that they would actually be a very sweet couple. I think that Madison is good for Kevin, and Kevin is good for Madison. You know, I. Uh, you were Ma- on the Cassidy train. I am. Oh. I am way on the. I am take bunkered on Cassidy. I'm all set with her. I'm take bunkered. I, she can find someone new. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's not that I don't like her. I just don't like her. <laughs> it's not that I don't like her like, okay, that girl needs to move on. It's just I never I never was in love with her. Yeah. For this show. She's a very complex character. I love her. But while we went through this, I was much more focused on Kevin and Nikki's relationship and she was just a third wheel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't really 
know why she was there. I'm a little discouraged about this take. She oh. kind of annoyed me in the sense that, you know, when you're like trying to really have a good friendship with someone yep. and then there's just that friend who's like, oh, you guys going out? <laughs> can I go too? And you're like, yeah, sure. sure you can. And you get along fine, but like you're really connecting with this other person. Yes, absolutely. That's what Cassidy was for okay. me. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, all right, fine. All right, you ready for some in the route? Yeah. All right, let's do it. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, in or out on birthday parties for kids? In. I am out. I am out on kid birthday parties. I bet you had them growing up. I, I mean, I, I did, but like not very many. And even if I did, they I, I don't I don't remember them, so it can't be that good. I do remember them, and they were amazing, <laughs> except for the one that I was put time out on. <laughs> Stop it. You were put time out on your own birthday? Okay, think about my mom. That's that is true. And Good if I misbehaved point. and was a spoiled little brat. Absolutely. My mom put me in timeout for one of my birthdays. It was a birthday party taking place in my house and we were making bicycle license plates. And I think I complained because <laughs> I didn't get like the sparkle glue or something. And my mom made me go have timeout in my bedroom during my birthday party. <laughs> you were making sparkle. Bur- like Listen, bike license Okay, plates? do you remember how on your bikes you used to get those beads that would go when you rode your bike? baseball cards. And you could use baseball cards. And then you could also make little license plates. So we told everybody to bring their bikes to my house so we could like have a bike decorating party. But then I think it was raining or something, but we still decided to have like a license plate bike decorating party. I don't really know. All I remember from that birthday party was not the present, not the merriment, just sitting in my room, hugging my Care Bear and crying. <laughs> but I had many other great birthday parties. Kid birthday parties suck. No, they don't. Especially the ones that are like in like the three to four range, because you're with all the people that like your kids are like friends with. You get to meet all them parents that you don't want to talk to to begin with, and like you don't know, you're not really sure if you're friends or not, so you can't like actual have actual conversations. And then you're with all the other friends' families, and you're like, okay, do I talk to them? And then you have like the friends that your kid really likes. And then you're like, do I need to go be cool with their mom and dad? Because I kind of want to be cool with someone else, too. Right. And then for me, there's one kid that my kid is oil and water with. And I have to sit there the whole birthday party saying, please don't push him. Please don't push him. Please don't push him in front of all these parents. Please don't push him in front of Shoot. Oh, my God. You did it. <laughs> and then the food always sucks. The food always sucks. It's always it's kid food. It's not meant for you. Exactly. If I'm going to go to a party with a bunch of people I don't know and I don't care about, with a bunch of kids I don't know and I don't care about, in fact, I probably hate half the kids. Move on. I want some good food. Move on. All right. Um, in or out on horses. <laughs> because our kid, you know what? No, I know why I'm sad. What? Because we don't get to throw a birthday party That's for my true. son this year. And this was the first year he was actually excited about his birthday. <sighs> this is us listeners. If you would like to send our kid a card, please contact Blake. Yes. Because we would love to, for you to send him a little card because his birthday is April 5th. Yes. And this was his first party. He was actually excited to plan and do. Just go to the Mary and Blake website. If you want to send us a card, send it to the address that I have on there on the Mary and Blake website. It's Mary a and Blake. little devastating. Um, he would be very appreciative. I know he would. Especially if you draw a dragon. All right. Uh, oh, God, his love okay. of dragons. What All are right. we talking um, about? In or out on horses. Oh, I hate him. Really? <laughs> I'm kind of in on horses. Oh, my God. They're so hot. <laughs> 
The poop is so gross. If you go in a carriage, all you smell is poop. The poop gets stuck a little bit in their tail. They're the high maintenance. They always have foot problems. Like they look gorgeous. I think they're very pretty. I love pictures of them like running in like the Wild West, like just in these like herds of, of horses. <laughs> I like to watch them on screen. I like to see people ride them. I do not. Is that the appropriate term, herd? Herd of horses? I don't even know. Is it what would it be a gaggle? That's geese. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so horses. Um, I mean, I don't really. They, they, you know, one of the other things too is they kind of scare me. They're really? Very Why? strong. They're very strong and big. They're like super strong and big. Yeah, I could just picture them kicking me, and I bruise very easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> all right, in a row on triple layer birthday cake. All in. I am all in on triple layer. Oh my god! Cake. Once I was like Neapolitan. What? Yes. <laughs> I love how the the cake is. I mean, it's Neapolitan, obviously, but it's yeah. pink for for Kate and in and, and chocolate for Randall and white for Kevin. Like I just thought that was really cute. Thought that was really cute. It was really cute. Um, in or out on uh, Madison being the mom. In. Uh, I'm out. I'm so in. I'm, I mean, I know. I I I guess you have to be in, but I'm out on it. I just wish it was. I Cassidy. didn't want Cassidy. She's too complicated right now to be having a baby. Sophie, so- Sophie shows back up in this episode. Is it is it just to, to laugh at Kevin's nipple advertisement? Is it just for that and just just it's to make you think? Is this Mama Mia but backwards? I'm telling you. Is it like do all of these mamas gonna have a baby with the same daddy nanny? <laughs> Like, that's what it was. Um, in or out on big, bulky robes. So in. I'm out on big, bulky robes. And yeah, I wear mine all the time. I know you do. Oh, God, I hate I, I hate it. 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 Then you it. know what you can do? What's that? Let me put the heat up more. Uh, it's already up. You have it up at 70 no, all the time. No, not at night. I put it down to 67. Oh, During no, day, you don't. No chance. Oh. No chance. Oh, how much do you want to bet what it is right now? <laughs> it's because I probably put it there. Nope, you didn't. You're welcome. Why can't we just keep it at a flat 66? Then I need to be in the robe all the time, <laughs> even in bed. No, I refuse to do that. Well, there you go. I refuse to okay, do that. So are in, we- or out, in, or out on, uh, in or out on me wearing a terrible towel and only a terrible towel. <laughs> Out. Thanks. Appreciate that. Do you know what happened? What's that? Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Daddy's naked. <laughs> that may or may not have happened today. I wasn't wearing a towel. I came out of the shower. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, you ready for hot takes? Yeah. You were not sitting with a terrible towel. The no, I was not. <laughs> Blake's not. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, Blake, Blake didn't know both kids had climbed up into our room and we are... are <laughs> Our, we have a second bathroom uh, on Blake and my bedroom floor, and the kids are both in the bath in our bed, just like uh, cuddling and reading. And Blake comes out of the shower, just strolls into the room in his birthday suit. <laughs> and our six and four year old were like, "Daddy, Daddy's naked. You're naked." Oh. He just goes, "Yep." Yep. And I took a shower because you weren't supposed to be in here. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Oh, my poor son. He's going to have so much therapy. Quarantine life. He's going to have so much therapy. All right. Uh, you ready for hot takes? Yes. All right, let's do it. All right. What's your hot take? I see one in here for you. What do you got? Oh, I just put Nikki ring, meaning <laughs> <laughs> Nikki gets married. <laughs> That is 
That's the worst. Even a, that's not even a lukewarm Th- take. That's called an observation. <laughs> we, need, we need a sound effect for an observation. I don't think I meant to put it at that part of the Google document. Not a real Shame. hot take. Not a hot take. Okay. So. All right. My hot take is uh, I am tripling down on Kate being dead. Oh, my God. In the future. I, I, I've already doubled down. I mean, I'm pretty much. I'm there. triple stamping a double stamp, okay? For those uh, Dumb and Dumber fans out there, I am triple stamping a double stamp. I don't want her to stamp. die because that's just not okay. And it's absolutely confirmed by Toby in this episode. Why? Because he says to her. To who? I, I, as he's, he says to Kate, listen, I haven't been the best version of myself. Yeah. Um, and it's, and oh, God, heartbreaking when he says that because I've been there okay. and I know what that's like. Um, but he Aww, says, I, you have said that. Uh, I haven't been the best version of myself. And he says, but you know what? I'm here and you're here. We're together. And then Blake uh, and I thought she was going to die in a car And that's accident. what matters. Like we, we, he is here. We're here. And that's it. That's all that matters. And in the middle of all this, I'm thinking Kate's not going to be there eventually. Kate's going to die. This is why I know she's going to die because Toby has this line of we're here. That's all that matters. Oh. You don't have the big three anymore. That's that's what happens. That's what happens. Some people think that she doesn't show up in the future because she has a dramatic weight loss. And they're waiting for that to be like a grand reveal. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. I think she dies too. I think she's dead. Uh, okay. Uh, ready to close this bad Maybe boy Maybe she's up? living a beautifully happy life and her and Madison have taken Kevin's money and they've bought a nice place in Hawaii where they just sit on the porch <laughs> all day like with SPF but sunning themselves safely. All right. You ready to close this out? Yes. Let's close out the bad boy. Maybe they have brunch. What? Are you- oh. Oh my God. Way to make everyone cry. Blue skies smiling at me. Goodness, Blake. If people didn't cry enough during the episode. Oh, yeah. Just picturing fictional Dr. K singing this to the belly. I can't. In the buttery soft voice of Bing. Hold on. Let's just enjoy it. Ready? Let this roll. It's like it's like butter and bacon grease on top of pub cheese. Pub cheese. That's what that is. <laughs> butter and bacon grease with pub cheese. Are we hungry? <laughs> yes. Damn my diet. Did my kids eat all of the snacks in the house and it's only day what? <laughs> day like six? Twelve? No. Yeah. Oh no, honey. It's it's well over ten. Is it really? I don't even know what day of the week it is. <laughs> now that This Is Us is gone, I don't even know. Uh, it's Wednesday. This is the last week I'll actually know it's Wednesday thanks to This Is Us. Yeah. Okay. So on this note, my friends, you can find Blake and I at MarianneBlake.com. I'm Marian Blake on social media because even though This Is Us is gone. We're not. We are not. <laughs> and especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, we surely will not be going anywhere. No, no. We'll be doing lives a lot, whether it's for Outlander or even some of the other things that we have planned during this process. If you're listening to this as these episodes are happening, you know what's happening with uh, the virus that shall not be named. Everyone is looking for some kind of connection. And we're thinking that maybe we'll do some watch parties. We'll do some watch party for some movies that people really like. Uh, so if you have a, 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 a recommendation for... For us, please send it in. Send it in. To- I do not like this part of this. Oh, sorry. It's like 
It's not bad. No, the girls okay, yeah. part I did not like. Uh, so send some recommendations into us, something that you would like us to watch, watch together and analyze and this talk about dur- uh, during this uh, t- part we're looking for uh, human connection. So Mary and Blake for all the social media. And uh, that's that. That's that. That's all I got. Okay, my friends. It's sad. I don't want to let go of This Is Us this season. It's so. It was so good, the back half. Uh, and in the front half, the front half was really good too, but it really coalesced. Well it done. really coalesced in the back. Well done, This Is Us. This was one of the better seasons. Agreed. Um, cheers. A big cheers. <clears throat> yeah. If you had to rate the seasons. I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet, I don't think. Okay, my friends. All right, that's it. On that note. Blue skies are coming, everyone. Stay safe. Yep. Know that we love you. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us, too. Nothing but blue skies From now So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 